Life, politics, parenting, and navigating the daily chaos. It's time for Politely Rude with Abby Johnson. Hey, 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 and welcome back to Politely Rude with Abby Johnson. I am so glad to be with all of you today. It is a beautiful day here in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood here in Texas, and I hope it's beautiful wherever you are. Let's see. I have been recording, doing a lot of interviews today, and I have been watching the hearings of Amy Coney Barrett, and we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Also, today, for those of you who are who are following my twins, my three year old twins, uh, who are who are constantly cutting their hair. Today, I'm I am sad to report that we found yet another glob of hair on the floor. I I really thought that we had put up all the scissors, they found another pair of scissors. You know, I told you guys that we have in our gun safe right now, guns and scissors, because we have to hide all of the scissors. And uh, we thought that we'd pick them all up. And lo and behold, they found yet another, I don't know if they stash these things somewhere. I, I don't, I don't understand what's happening, but anyway, They found another pair of scissors and Doug walked in today and not only had they gotten into all of Grace's makeup and look like two drag queens, but they had also lopped off another huge chunk of their hair. I, they're getting haircuts tomorrow and I'm not even sure what we can do with it at this point. I mean, it's Lucy, her hair, it looks like a bad Joe Dirt mullet wig. And Maggie just looks like a, I don't know. She just looks like a, a psych ward patient at all times. It, it just, it looks like she looks like an orphan. It just, it's standing up straight at all times. I, it, it's, it's just a hack job. It's just cut into like Edward Scissorhands gave her a haircut. That's what it looks like. It is absolutely insane. I don't know. I have a genius uh, hairstylist, so I we'll see what she can do with it tomorrow. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to all the laughter that will ensue once once Catherine, my hairstylist, sees what they have done to their hair. So that's that's sort of uh, what's been going on this morning. Today we have a fantastic guest. Oh, and I've I've been forgetting uh, to tell you that that politely rude. I think the last time I checked, number twenty in news commentary. So uh, still waiting on that applause keyboard, but yay for the applause. I am so excited. Again, suck it, Anderson Cooper. I am still ahead of that guy and a bunch of other liberal pundits. So whatever, Uh, still beating them. Um, So today uh, we have, we have a great guest and as I've said, it's going to be it's going to be a bad day when one day I say today our guest really sucks. But today we have a great guest, and his name is Joe Riggy. Joe, welcome to Politely Rude. Thank you, Abby, for having me. I was first of all congratulations on taking out one liberal at a time, hitting yeah. number twenty. 
But also I was kind of laughing in the background at your story with your kids because our family, there's seven in our family altogether, six boys and one girl. So the stories we have are quite, you know, a little bit similar with scissors and gum (laughs) getting in people's hair and stuff like that. So I can definitely relate to what's going on. Relate, Yeah. Yeah. Fulton last night, our baby boy, I don't know. I, I walked in and uh, his nose was bleeding and I'm like, why is his nose bleeding? He, I mean, he's happy. He was like, you know, not crying or anything. He was like smiling. And I'm like, I'm asking the boys, why is Fulton's nose? I don't know. I don't know. Well, somebody freaking knows. Okay. (laughs) But nobody's fessing up to it. And this morning he's got like a bruise across the top of his nose. And I'm like, again, what happened? I don't know. I don't know. And they all start blaming each other. Classic. Classic boys, right? <laughs> Five boys. That's, I guess, I mean, he's tough, right? He's a tough 16 month old. I'll say yeah. that. So, yeah. So, so have you been watching the hearings? I have watched a little bit of the hearing. Uh, occasionally I get a little sick of some of the questions. So I, I turn it off, you know, but you know, I got to keep my cool, I guess. <laughs> oh man. I watched Senator Leahy this morning. Uh, did you catch any Senator Leahy? I His did not. Rambling? Oh did not. my gosh. <laughs> I mean, if there is ever a reason for term limits, it's that guy. Okay. Yeah. I think he's been in the Senate for probably 150 years because he's got to be older than that. He, he was going on and on. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, you're not going to vote for her, okay? Like, you're a Democrat from Vernum, from, uh, from Vermont. You're not going to vote for her. Why are you asking these ridiculous questions? You are wasting everybody's time. Like, everybody <laughs> knows how they're going to vote. It, it's yeah, like, That's exactly. how I feel like everybody is in the election right now. Like, why, why are we even doing the debates and stuff? Everybody knows how they're going to vote. Yeah. There's, there's no undecided voters. At this point in time. Like. Exactly. I agree. And I think I think what we've been able to see from especially the Amy Coney Barrett hearings is it's just a great example of the anti-Catholic sentiment that is in our world today and especially in our society right now. Very anti-Catholic. And we've seen that especially throughout these last few months, whether it be churches closing or just listening to hearings or things like that. But it's very astonishing to see that there's a lot of hate for Catholics out there and it's, it's really a time uh, to take a stand. Uh, so it's been interesting to see how things have been playing out, but it, well, it's weird too, Joe, because all these people who are like, Oh, we love Joe Biden because he's Catholic. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, he's, he's Catholic. He's, he's Catholic. Okay. All right, all right. right. Yeah. Sure. He's Catholic. <laughs> and so they're like, Oh, we love, we love, we love him because he's Catholic. But then Amy Coney Barrett, who actually is Catholic, who's mm-hmm. a devout Catholic, they're like, oh, we hate her. Those same people, they're like, we hate her because she's Catholic. Mm-hmm. It comes down to that, that we we believe, you're allowed to believe anything you want until it's contradictory to what we believe. And that's what we're seeing. We see that the Joe Biden Catholic, which is essentially the pro-choice Catholics, which again, you can't be pro-choice and Catholic. You can't be a good standing Catholic and be pro-choice. So, the moment you say, oh, I love Joe Biden because he's Catholic, it's it's no, you like Joe Biden because he's not what a real Catholic is supposed to be. And he believes you can basically do whatever you want. So you're loving it because you, you want to be part of this world that thinks they can 
do what they want and whatever makes them happy is what's good for them. You know, you know what he is. He's Episcopalian. And there goes all my Episcopalian listeners. Okay. <laughs> They're gone. They actually might be laughing with you. <laughs> hey, look, I was <laughs> like, I was, I was Episcopalian, so I I can say that, right? You can say that. No, yeah. like I was Episcopalian before I was Catholic. I know, I know how it is. But look, I mean, it's it's such a contradiction for people to wave around their religion when it's convenient for them. It's mm-hmm. like they pull it out of their pocket. Yeah. Like, no, here's wait, here's my religion whenever I need it. But you know, right now, Joe Biden, if he was actually a good Catholic, he would be defending Amy Coney Barrett from these attacks of his supporters who are, you know, who are going against her for her Catholic faith. Yet he is radio silent. Mm-hmm. He says nothing in defense of her um, because we know that he is actually not a practicing Catholic. And really by his you know, his his public pronouncements against Catholic church teaching, he has, in a sense, excommunicated himself. Yeah, for sure. From the Catholic church and is not a Catholic in good standing. But he is leading so many people astray. And I believe that leaders will be held accountable for that when they stand in judgment. And... um Unfortunately, it's, you know, I've been I've been reading what what some of these other Catholics, right? Like mm-hmm. uh Jim Jim Gaffigan and uh yeah, his wife that. Jeannie Gaffigan, you know, the, oh, they've been that you know, they're big Biden supporters now. And uh you know, they're just like him. They're leading people astray, pulling out their Catholic card whenever it's convenient. And it, it's part of that crisis that we're seeing in the church today. You know, a crisis that has come from modernism and liberalism, which is essentially leaving, leaving the church teachings that have been taught for for centuries and coming to coming to the conclusion that life must be lived and focused on man, which is essentially what modernism and liberalism is. And so whatever makes me happy is what's pleasing is what pleasing to myself. We essentially become God. And you see that these Catholics out there, they're not Catholic at all. They're Catholic in name, perhaps. But at the end of the day, people that are in good standing with the Catholic Church and people that are trying to live their Catholic life, we know that to be Catholic isn't just saying you're Catholic. It's to act Catholic. Your actions must be Catholic. And if you're saying I'm pro-choice, you're not Catholic. I'm sorry. You're not. No. But if you're, if you're trying to live that Catholic life in every, every aspect of your life, physically, mentally, and spiritually – then you can say you can say you're Catholic because you're acting Catholic, and it comes down to that. If you're not acting Catholic, you most likely aren't Catholic. So yeah. that's what it comes down to. And I think people have latched onto this idea of really what makes me happy is what. Well, it makes me. I hear that in class all the time. Well, it makes me happy, so it has nothing to do with you. No, it has everything to do with me, especially when you're dealing with great moral issues that are that are hurting the common good, like abortion. That is something that. Every person has a right to get involved, in, no matter who they are, because it's in defense of life, which is perhaps the which is the most 
uh, precious gift God has given us, just life physically and, and spiritually, that life of that soul. So it's really astounding to see just, and I'm sure you see all the time because you are in very involved in the pro-life movement, the divisiveness in about abortion, especially among Catholics, is astounding. Well, but this is this is where we are, Joe. And this isn't just this isn't just in Catholicism. This is in mm-hmm. Christianity in, in in general. Yeah, we have a a universal church that is teaching us Christians, Christians and Catholic Christians, that a life with Christ is about happiness, and that's a lie. Life with Christ is not about happiness. Life with Christ is about holiness. Mm -hmm. And holiness does not always equal happiness. Holiness often equals sacrifice. Uh, Sacrifice does not often equal happiness. <laughs> no, it's when painful. I sacrifice, I'm often not happy. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like you get grouchy. You know, oh, I can't eat this meal. I have to skip a meal. I have to. I can't eat my favorite snack today. You I got. I got to give money to this organization. I got to do. Yep. I don't. I want to actually buy this, but I got to do, do this because I'm sacrificing or whatever. Right? Like, I got to sacrifice things for my children. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice is hard. Sacrifice doesn't always make us happy, but a sacrificial life is a way to holiness, right? Yeah. Holiness definitely means persecution. Persecution does not make me happy. But the Bible says that those who are persecuted in the name of Christ will be blessed. So we're teaching this false gospel mm-hmm. of what Christianity is and who Christ is. And that that a life with Christ means happiness. It means a a marshmallowy, fluffy Jesus, like a buddy Christ, right? <laughs> yeah. That Jesus is just always like smiling and fun and like hip Jesus, right? Like mm-hmm. Jesus is my homeboy, sort of Jesus. And that it's always fun and it's always games, and that there's no justice. Mm, yeah. But there is such thing as justice, Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people focus so much on people focus so much on how loving Christ is, and that's where you get that that lovey dovey feeling of Jesus. Oh, Jesus is oh everyone's saved, etc. Blah 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 blah. And it's no, yes, God is all loving, but do not forget, and He's all merciful, but do not forget He is all just, and justice yes. requires punishment. Justice requires consequences for your actions whether they be good or whether they be evil. And I think you're spot on there that holiness deals with sacrifice. And where there is true order, there is God. And where there is God, there is sacrifice. And you can't, you can't have one or the other. If you, if, you, if you want God, if you want to be a true Catholic, you're going to have sacrifice. You have to have sacrifice. And what we're seeing is kind of a godless world today. People don't want to sacrifice and what do we have from there? Total chaos and disorder, contradiction everywhere. And it's because, like you said, they're teaching this false, I don't know, this false religion, I guess you can say, that's based off of self-pleasure and just complete self-satisfaction, I guess. What's well, hedonism. 
right? It's hedonism. Yeah, essentially, yeah. And that's what allows, I think, a lot of people to say, well, I can vote for a person like Joe Biden Mm -hmm. and still maintain a certain level of Christianity or a certain level of Catholicism. Um, I can I can vote for a person who believes in the slaughter of innocent children and still maintain my my status as a Christian or yeah. because it's all about me. They're the not think- yeah, it's it's all about me, right? It's not they're not thinking about what this must be like through the heart of Christ what this must be like through the heart of the unborn children who are being killed. It's about them. And it's, I mean, I I firmly believe, and I, you know, and I think a lot of it, I, you know, it starts with our young people, what we're teaching our young people and, and, and what we're teaching our young people about the gospel, what we're teaching our young people about Jesus, Mm -hmm. that yes, he is mercy. Yes, he is love, but he is also just. And, you know, I, I, my daughter and her friends, you know, we talk a lot about this and, you know, I grew up with a, with a fear of the Lord. Yeah. Not scary, right? Not that the Lord was scary, but a a reverent fear of the Lord. And I don't believe that young people have that anymore because I don't, I don't really think that they believe in hell anymore. No. People don't believe in hell. And, you know, I was talking to someone. He said, well, I don't really believe that. He said, I don't really believe a God that really loved you would send you to hell. And I said, I said, when you are, when you were a little kid and your parents spanked you and told you to go to your room, what do you think that was? Why do you think you were punished? That is love. Punishment Mm -hmm. is love sometimes. So I said, "Of, of course, if you're willing to, I said, there's a point, and of course, you have those distinctions, venial sin and mortal sin. There's a point where you become spiritually dead, where you basically say, I'm God. I'm going to do what I want. You don't matter anymore. And that's what people have kind of done. They don't really believe in hell at all. They just believe that this we're going to go to this lovey-dovey place where hippie Jesus is, and we're going to live in a great afterlife, which doesn't make sense at all. And well, and it's not, it's not biblical. It's not, it's not biblical at all, but I don't, I don't really think that people, I don't know that people are really being taught about sin or the consequences of sin or that they're being taught. And I'm not saying like, <laughs> you know, we've got to be like, we've got to turn back to like the tent revivals where we're like teaching like fire and brimstone, but maybe a little bit of that, yeah. maybe get like back to a little bit of that because people have really I think that they have forgotten that there are consequences to our sin. And and because they have forgotten, they don't worry about sinning. They have become hedonistic mm-hmm. because sin is of no consequence because they don't think about the consequences what whatsoever. Who who cares? Right? Why wouldn't you sin if there were no consequence? Sin is fun. So why wouldn't you sin? If there were no, if you don't have a a fear of God, if you don't have a fear of the consequences of the Lord, if you don't have a respect for the Lord, if you don't fear hell, why not just do what you want? Yeah. People have lost that, the faith, especially in, you know, everywhere, you know, it's a godless society that we're living in today. God doesn't really exist. And even among Catholics, people don't know their faith. 
yeah, they've lost that, that sense of fear of the Lord, which is something that we have to have. Hell exists. Heaven exists. You know, having a profound faith in God, a profound hope in God, these are things that we have to have, but people don't because everything has become so watered down, especially the faith. And that's something that, that's something that our organization is trying to rekindle that, that fire in people. That's something that our Warpath is trying to do every day. We're yeah. trying to rekindle that fire. Yeah. And I want to talk about that right after the break. So we're going to do that. We're going to be back with more of Politely Rude. And if you're just tuning in, our guest is Joe Riggi. So stay tuned. We will be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Politely Rude with Abby Johnson. We are back with Joe Riggi as our guest. And Joe, you were just starting to tell us about your work with our Warpath. Yeah. So our Warpath, I think kind of explaining what our Warpath is, is twofold in a sense. When you go on our website, you realize that we are a Catholic nonprofit organization, a group of young men and women who are giving all the resources Catholics need, any Catholics, all the resources Catholics need to live great Catholic lives. And we do that by giving daily spiritual readings. So lives of the saints or good books for them to read. We do that by daily meditations, which are all original meditations that we write for people so they can kind of relate to, I guess, everybody's lives on a different now, can level. I, now, is this, you know, we've got Protestants listening here too. Yeah. What, yeah. what if you're a Southern Baptist here? Now, is this something that you're going to, you're going to re, you're going to go to our war path and you're going to go, eh. or do you think that a, a good Southern Baptist gal like me, who was raised Southern Baptist, could find something here that they could relate to. Oh, I, I definitely think uh, I definitely think they could find something that they can relate to here. Great because believe it or not, Catholics do read the Bible, don't we, Joe? Oh yeah, we read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> That's our book. We gotta read that. <laughs> Some people may think that we don't, but we do. <laughs> In fact, but yeah. So there are many things that I think. Uh, I think. You know, it's specifically for Catholics, but at the end of the day, it's for everyone. Uh, in a sense, it's for anyone that is seeking the truth. And if they find something useful on it, they're going to use it. So we have great articles that people can read on everything, pop culture, spirituality, uh, politics. So we have great articles, movie reviews, uh, so that people know, oh, there's actually good movies out there for me to watch. Not this mm-hmm. trash that Netflix is putting out. Sure. Or uh, great books, great song, uh, album reviews, because there's also great music that people can listen to as well. So what we're doing is we're giving the resources that, that Catholics need to live great Catholic lives. And again, that twofold. So the second, I think would be our warpath at its very essence is an intense Catholic way of life, mm-hmm. an intense in the most literal of terms. What we're trying to get Catholics to do, do away with everything that is not of God and replace it with those things that bring us closer to him. And 
it's a three-step process in a sense. We give them that information, the truth in a sense, you know, Catholic beliefs and principles and values. And, you know, they're able to see it. And then that next step, they have to, you know, okay, well, this is how I live uh, a Catholic life. I have to do this and do that. And this will help me lead a better Catholic life. That next step is, well, why am I doing that? We need to know why we're doing things. We can't just be robots doing things because you need to know why you're doing something and, you know, why is it good for you? And then that third step, which is the hardest step, is implementing it in your daily life. And that is so difficult, especially for Catholics right now because of the the chaos that's going on in the world right now. To be able to wake up on time and instead of looking at your notifications that you got, you drop down to your knees and you thank God for giving you the grace to live another day. And that is something that is so difficult to stop binge watching and pull out a book, read a good book to get off the couch and go on a run to exercise, to eat healthy. And this is, this is everything is so essential because we need to be strong physically, mentally, and spiritually because every day we're being bombarded by constant pleasure and we need to be able to look at it say that's wrong this is why it's wrong and i need to do this it's become it's having that mentality of i i need to do this i must do this doing what we need to do and not what we want to do so that's what our war path is really trying to do uh, and it's rekindling that fire and telling people that it is time to take a stand no more being silent uh, and i truly believe you know indifference is the plague of catholicism right now uh, and it's so sad to see, especially among the youth. And, you know, our war path is those three stripes. Those That's our logo. It's three war stripes representing the body, mind, and soul and how we need to strive for excellence in every element. So that's just, that's just a little bit about what our war path is. You know, I think that's really important. Something you said really resonates with me. You know, I, I realized a couple of years ago that the first thing I did in the morning I woke up, my alarm went off, I rolled over, I picked up my phone, and I looked at all my notifications, and I started going through my notifications one at a time, and uh, and I thought, what am I doing? Why is this the first thing I'm doing in the morning? And I thought, this is ridiculous. The first thing I need to be doing in the morning is I need to be spending some time with the Lord. And, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Like I downloaded an app. Okay. And so it's just five minutes, right. That I, mm-hmm. before I open anything else up, I, I turn my alarm off. I open up the app. I'm not going to lie to you, Joe. I was annoyed. I mean, like I, <laughs> I first started doing it and I was like, God, I hate doing this. Like, I just want to get to my Facebook. <laughs> like, it's hard. It's it hard. Was, I was addicted. Like mm-hmm. I was addicted to my stupid notifications. Like I would be like, Mm, like like yeah. scrolling fast through the like, it's, it's so the hard readings. it was so stupid like mm-hmm. i just thought what is wrong with my brain that like five minutes with the lord feels like an eternity like i something is wrong with my brain okay and it was hard and then i just but then i kept making myself do it right mm-hmm. and i i would intentionally try to slow down and you know Eventually, I really grew to enjoy that time with the Lord. And I wasn't so distracted by my notifications. And then it was like, 
oh, five minutes, I was actually spending like seven minutes, right? Yeah. And then I was actually spending like 10 minutes. And then it wasn't that I couldn't wait to get through my devotional, but I was enjoying doing my devotional. But it was a reprogramming of my brain. And, and that's what I think most of us have to do. I mean, we are so addicted to the notifications and the pop-ups and all this kind of stuff that we forget to spend time with our Lord. And so for me, doing that was, you know, just rolling over and making that change in the morning, that first thing in the morning, making that change, that made such a change in my life. That's the way that we should all be starting our day. Mm -hmm. Um, Because this is a war that we're in. And that's why I love the name, our warpath, because we are in a we are in a war. This yeah. is a battle. It's a battle for for souls. It's a battle for our soul. And you know we have to put our armor on every single day. And you know I love that you guys are reviewing movies and and different content um, because you know we have to put the armor on around our families as well. And, you know, what are we pumping into our homes Mm -hmm. and what are we allowing our children to see? What are we allowing our families to see? Um, You know, what are we putting into our cars for our kids to listen to with music? You know, it's, it's, it's a whole family affair. And so it's not just protecting us, but it's protecting all of us in our family. It's, It's difficult. It's so difficult to be able to, and again, I always tell people, look, it's, it's easier said than done, but once you're able to do that, we used to actually say, when you get out of bed, make your bed. And then uh, Dom Rosso, who is, he's, he's a ex seal and he's Catholic. And he told us, no, you need to get on your knees and pray. And I said, oh yeah, duh, of course. <laughs> so uh, we kind of changed that, but no, we, it, it's so difficult to do, but like you said, once you start doing it and you gain a habit, 10 minutes goes by pretty quickly, actually, when yeah. you're, when you're meditating or praying and it gets longer and longer and you, you are reprogramming your brain to focus, to refocus on what is really important. And from that, everything becomes so much easier. And then from there, you're trying to see everything in the light of your faith and incorporate it. On, like you have a family, you have a big family. You're trying to incorporate everything in light of your, in light of your faith, you know, what movies are you watching? What books are Mm -hmm. they reading? So everything becomes, how is this going to bring them closer to God? So you're trying to find that and it can be very difficult, but it's possible. It's we're able to, and we have these things and God makes that possible for us to, to read a book and connect it to him or to, you know, there are some movies that we're able to connect uh, to our faith. Uh, So it's, it's extraordinary what we're able to do when we refocus uh, and, uh, and zone in on what is really and truly important, which is God. Well, and it's all just about habit too, mm-hmm. you know, discipline. I mean, just forming, yeah. And discipline, just forming good habits, you know, it's just forming that good habit for me, waking up in the morning and doing it. And now every night, you know, I pray the rosary as I go to sleep and now like, I really, I can't go to sleep unless I'm praying the rosary that has become a habit. No, I mean, I fall asleep in the middle of it, but that's, that has become a habit for me, right? That brings me peace that, that calms me at the end of the day. And it's, it's just become a habit for me. And so, you know, do we want our habits to be, well, I, I fall asleep as I'm scrolling through Facebook 
Or do we want to be focused on God? Do we want our habits to be things that are focused on Christ? And that's just a decision that we have to make for us and, and for our families. So how did this idea come to you? How did this sort of get started? Yeah, good question. So I, I attended a Catholic boarding school, old boys boarding school in Georgetown, Illinois. And a few of us that were graduated had an idea of, well, let's, we need to, we need to get our alumni involved and we need to get our alumni, alumni to be united and to live good Catholic lives. You know, why, why wouldn't we want that for the alumni of the school? You know, it, it builds school character and it, it, uh, it strengthens the school itself. So mm-hmm. we decided working on a website that'll, that would give alumni, it, it would be a way for alumni to connect and to, and to learn more about their faith and to kind of push themselves so they could be good Catholics. However, as we kept thinking about the idea, we kind of came to the, came to the reality that, well, if we're going to be giving all these resources, why aren't we giving the resources to everyone? So we, we scratched the idea of a website for alumni, and we decided to do a Catholic nonprofit for all Catholics that they can use to, to take resources to live better lives. And that's how we started it. And, and of course, the, the discipline that we had to start it and the formation, that was the formation that we, we received from the school that we went to, which our war path wouldn't be anything if we didn't have that formation. So I'm very grateful for that Catholic formation that we were given because we were disciplined enough to, to put our war path in motion. And originally it was just going to be called the war path. And we thought that was a cool name. And then we decided to change it and make it our war path. And like you said, this is our war path. Mm-hmm. In a sense, we are all, f- we are all fighting different battles, but at the end of the day, we all have one end, which is heaven. And yeah. so we think that we think that we're, sometimes we wake up and we think we're the only ones struggling in the world. We think we're the only ones that have problems. We're the only ones that have crazy temptations or vices or whatever they may be. We think we're the only ones out there going through that. No, there are hundreds, there are thousands, there are millions of Catholics out there struggling. And we need to be able to realize that we are an army and we, we have to be united. Mm-hmm. And we all are on the war path to heaven, which is, you know, a path that is thorny and rough and hard. And you have to fight every day. Life is warfare. That's one of our mottos. Life is warfare. And we have to realize that every day, every moment of our day, we are given the decision to run or to fight. And we have to make that decision to fight. But before we can fight, we need to be strong enough to fight. We need to have the foundation of our faith needs to be strong in us. And so that's how we started a war path. And that's, that's what our goal is to get people to live this intense Catholic way of life. Uh, and they do that by strengthening that foundation and rekindling that fire, that, that fire that used to be in the Catholic church, but it seems like it's been putting out a little bit. <laughs> yes. And we could have a whole uh, podcast on that <laughs> actually. Um, of course. Yeah. Hmm. Have you read the new encyclical yet? I did read the new encyclical. You did. Okay. Well, very, very interesting. Yeah. We'll just stop there. Okay. So uh, I love your website and the website is ourwarpath.com. And every month you guys have a, a challenge. Mm-hmm. So every day you can go on their website and you can look up the challenge. And today they have a great quote on the October 13 challenge from St. Joan of Arc, all battles are first won or lost in the mind. 
which is a great, great quote from yeah, a great, great saint. So um, it's it's a fantastic site. You guys should all go check it out. Um, even if you're not Catholic, they've just got really great information on here for you. You know, all kinds of stuff uh, that that you might want to look at. Uh, they even have they even have merch. They have yeah, merchandise. Nice merch. Yeah, good merch. Good <laughs> merch here for you. Um, so they've got blogs. They have daily meditation, spiritual reading, all kinds of things. So website's really, really well done. Um, I think there's there's things on here that that you know anybody could find interesting, and you could find inspiration for your daily life. So thank you for doing this. I think it's important yeah. for especially for young people to to feel like they're not alone. You know, I. I'm 40, so oh, my my 13 year old tells me I'm old. So, but but I, I feel like especially for for young Christians, I, I think it's important to feel like you have community around you that you're not on your own fighting this battle, and that you have support. You know, yeah, that, people that, are people are fighting the fight with you, and got to realize that. And you know, it's an army, and people can lean on each other and help each other out. We just have to realize that. And I think. <laughs> too like wearing okay i'm like this is gonna sound cheesy like the other day like i saw somebody like in a trump shirt you know and i was mm -hmm. like hey like there's my people you know like i mean like it made me feel like yeah you know because because I, I live in austin you know so yeah, i'm like yeah. i feel like i'm like a lone ranger you know out here in like the, the freaking like portland of texas you know <laughs> but funny. i was like i like, saw somebody in a trump shirt and i was like hey like me too you know i, I was so excited like to see him you know and like we like gave each other a high five and he was like he was like, oh, yeah, Trump 2020. I was like, yeah, you know. And so there's just something, too, like you see somebody and, and you see somebody in a, a shirt. I mean, like it seems stupid, but like something just as simple as a shirt that yeah. talks about like your faith, mm -hmm. you know. And if you're a Christian, you see somebody else wearing a shirt that's proclaiming their faith in Jesus Christ. And you're like, you're like, heck, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I'm a Christian too. You know, it's like something that simple. Like it just it makes you feel it does. like you're not alone. It makes you feel even more committed. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I agree. 100%. When we do the challenges, especially sometimes, you know, we got three sets of challenges for different levels, but sometimes it's just run a mile or something like that, or maybe run two miles. But you know, sometimes I'll be running and I'll be, this is the worst mile ever. I just want to stop. And then I realize. Well, I know at least one other person that's running this mile with me, so I have to do it because they're doing it. They're pushing through because they know I have to do this to be disciplined. So it, it kind of gives you a lot of encouragement to know that yeah. other people are out there sacrificing with you. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's, it's, I'd be on that. I'd be on that easy challenge, Joe. I'd be on that. <laughs> I'd be on that one mile. Y'all yeah, have like a, a like a quarter mile challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hey, gonna need that. I'm hey, gonna need that, that Abby Abby J Warpath. If that's gonna help people get on the warpath, <laughs> I will start that up. <laughs> no problem at all. Hey, listen. One time, uh, not not too far down the road here, they had a they had a uh, I think it was a half mile. It was like a point. 5k or so it was like the funniest thing and it it sold out like immediately it, it like booked up and i was like hey that's that's my kind of k right there like a 0.5k anyway funny. man i'm so glad you came on the show and uh th thanks so much for being with us I, I hope that you know people everywhere but particularly young people who, that listen to the show i hope that they're inspired and get out there and and uh just live for christ it's you're not alone. You're not doing it alone. There's lots of people out there 
who are doing it with you. And and everybody go check out ourwarpath.com. It's a really great site. Okay, since we are back, it's cold run anyway. Not here, buddy. It's like 90, 90 degrees here in Texas. So it's fine though. If you're on if you're on the if you're on the quarter mile Abby J mileathon. We're gonna start that. We're it's fine. Start. Okay. All right, we'll do it. That's fine. We'll do it. It's- yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's great to come on and speak about uh, our war path and just the Catholic life in general, uh, because it is essential. You know, if we're if we're able to stand up to ourselves in our own lives and our private life, when it comes time to stand up for God in the public sphere, whether it's martyrdom or whether it's you know, it, martyrdom takes different appearances. So we'll be ready if we're strong in our, our private lives. We'll be ready to fight in the public sphere. Uh, so we need to right. we need to be prepared and be strong for battle because each moment we're asked to fight or to run, we got to decide: do we want to take a stand or do we want to run away? That's right. And you know what, Joe? It may be coming to that, and so uh-huh. we need to get ready, and we need to get our kids ready too. You know, to live that kind of faith. So, mm-hmm. all right. Now, on one of my first podcasts, this is exciting, Joe. One of my first podcasts, <laughs> I talked about how the only jokes I knew were not for public consumption on my podcast. And I said, I couldn't, I couldn't tell those jokes. So a friend of mine, Fabiola bought me a joke book. It's called Jokelopedia. It says the biggest, best, silliest, dumbest joke book ever. Yeah. So I decided now every podcast, I'm going to tell a joke from the joke, Jokelopedia book, since I don't have any, G-rated jokes. And I can assure you all of the jokes in Jokelopedia are G-rated because I read through them and they are indeed (laughs) all very, very corny (laughs) G-rated jokes. So they have an entire section called Foul Play, F-O-W-L, all chicken jokes. Oh, gosh. So today I am closing the show with a chicken joke. Are we ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Here we go. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm already laughing. Okay. Not even that funny. Okay. What do you call a bird that's been eaten by a cat? (laughs) I have no idea. You got a guess? Nothing? Uh, Go again. What's the question? (laughs) Okay. What do you... (laughs) It's a stumper. It's a stumper joke. All right. Here we go. What do you call a bird that's been eaten by a cat? <laughs> I have Nothing. no idea. I have no idea. Joe, it's a swallow. <laughs> <laughs> that is very, very corny, but corny enough to make me laugh. <laughs> it was good, right? <laughs> it's a Laffy Taffy joke right there. That's a, a Laffy, Laffy Taffy, Taffy joke. It's a Laffy Taffy joke. <laughs> I love like it okay you want one more foul joke <laughs> yeah let's go one more i'm ready for right, one more all right ready here we go <laughs> this is a good one <laughs> all right why wouldn't anybody go to the duck doctor uh why would anyone go to the <laughs> duck doctor it's something to do with he's on quack or something <laughs> i don't know they all knew he was a quack <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. I got hey, it. You almost got it. You almost, almost got, got it, Joe. You almost got it. <laughs> that was good. All right. But um, all right. There you go. 
still waiting on still waiting on that keyboard, Billy. My producer <laughs> is still waiting on a on a, a on nice a, little, a nice little a nice, drum. Yeah, I'm waiting on like a yeah. um you know sound effect keyboard. Still nice. waiting on that, Billy. Anyway, all right. There's my jokelopedia joke. Those were good. Those were good. <sighs> we're good, right? Yeah, they, they're they're corn they're corny enough, or they will make you laugh. But we both laughed. Exactly. Like, exactly. Really, they were funny, like genuine laughter, not like ha ha <laughs> Abby. Like it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been fun, Joe. Yeah, same. It's been great. And uh, thank you to everybody who is listening. Go to OurWarPath.com. Joe and I have had a great time. I hope that you have all had a great great time listening to us. I hope you enjoyed the fantastic jokes that we just gave to you. And I hope that um, you all have a, a fantastic week. Be safe. God bless you. And we will talk again soon. Thanks for listening to Politely Rude with Abby Johnson on the Edify Podcast Network. Tune in next time for another powerful exploration of life, politics, parenting, and tips for navigating the daily chaos. And for more faith-inspiring podcasts, download the Edify Podcast app on the Apple and Google Play stores or at edify.app.